So we're back to do another ramble. Um, we missed last week mainly because I was ill. Um, I have been to the doctors now actually, and I've got some antibiotics. Um, and other things didn't align, uh, but we're back. Uh, and Mr. Starkey joins me, becoming a regular now, aren't you? I've got to start paying you soon or something. I think this is what they say. Yeah, I, I you know, it, it's it's time is money. I've always been told. Well, but, and it uh, is with you, apparently. Um, you know, it's 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 yeah, definitely definitely. <laughs> we were just mentioning. Uh, no, man, I, I enjoy doing these with you, man. It's it's you know, it's one of those to where. Um, we we just get on here and and you know have fun talk about the club share our conspiracy theories about this and that <laughs> and for some reason some people like to listen so yep, good yeah. on us good on them uh, I, I know you asked me the other day it was bizarrely it's hundreds of people uh, Michael not uh, not enough uh, uh, not that I not that I delve as I'm saying to you I don't delve too much but uh, I, yeah. I can tell you it is hundreds and hundreds of people who. Uh, Seem to seem to listen to us every week, which we're very grateful. I, I, yeah, I would have said singles of people. Yeah, I've no idea. They're obviously here for you and Alex. They're not here for me, <laughs> uh, but, but it doesn't matter. That's fine. Uh, it's all good jest. So, um, so yeah. And interestingly, um, YouTube people really like YouTube. So, you know, let's uh, we'll keep yeah. spitting out the YouTube stuff because. Um, that's um, you know that's how modern content is consumed, isn't it? So before we talk Wrexham, uh, well, let's just uh, are you are you basking in the glory of a uh, Monday night Dallas Cowboys win, or are you uh, still still are you still putting out the story that <coughs> I don't care about them? It's all about college football for me. No, I, I'm I'm you know been a Cowboys fan since I was born. Um, I, I was born into it, and. Um, you know, it's it's one of those to where the the Cowboys are a very very distant third um, at this point. Obviously, uh, Rex would be a number one in, in my life at this point. And then uh, you know, college football a a close second. Um, college football, just in general, right. um, okay. and, and my my Ole Miss Rebels who are on a two game win streak. Dallas, obviously. Um, just dismantled the Giants on uh, yeah, uh, over right. the weekend. Well, I was, wasn't expecting that. No, <laughs> nobody was expecting that. Cowboys fans were definitely not expecting that. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. The yeah. college football is actually on YouTube for us to watch. I don't know if it is in America because obviously there's probably got different licensing and stuff. But if I go on YouTube and just put college football in, uh, they all when they're live, obviously they're they're all really? streamed on YouTube for us in the UK. So it's probably very different for you because it's a bigger, it's it's bigger for you, isn't yeah. it? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. If I articulate that right? But yeah, for yeah. me, I can just go on and they're there. So, uh, um, so I, what? I, 
Yeah, I, I, I know that's. I don't know. I don't know whether it's it's on like paid for TV for you or what. Because yeah. obviously, uh, it it is the equivalent to our, you know, EFL, isn't it? In effect, you know, it's that sort yeah. of rung below the NFL. Whether you prefer it or not is a different thing. But from a sure. worldwide audience, obviously, NFL is is uh, is is the the sort of prime time. Um, yeah. For you, so yeah, I can just go on YouTube and just interesting. And they all just come up, so uh, we yeah, I didn't know that. It's it's yeah, paid for TV, like you said, it's on the uh, cable or whatever yeah. over here, um, ESPN, Fox, yeah, um, the the major news networks and, and major um, cable outlets over here have have the rights to most of the college football games. Um, ESPN, CBS, Fox have the yeah, the I can imagine. Of the, Oh, yeah. yeah, that's interesting that you can that's, watch them on YouTube. Though. I that's know good that. for it's good for us if uh, for people who, uh, who, yeah. who do watch the NFL because obviously uh, I've taken a bit more of an interest with Coach Prime sort of uh, spouting off this season. So that's why uh, that's why I, you know I, um, I haven't got I haven't really got the association with a with a college football team because I guess it's, yeah. I guess that comes from either where you go to college or where you live. I, I, I is my guess, but um, yep, exactly. Um, I, but obviously, I know you know. You, I bow down to your knowledge on that. But uh, yeah, it was just interesting <laughs> flicking through them the other day. So yeah. um, we will not talk about the Seahawks uh, at all. Um, I would. I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> do not. Yikes! Make, do not make me angry. Yikes! Pete Carroll got me excited all summer and then delivered that shower of <clears throat> shit. Uh, obviously, we yeah, don't swear anymore. But uh, yeah, delivered that, that shower of shit, and I was like, I, I, uh, yeah. So uh, it reminds me of the reminds me of the good old Wrexham days, really. Um, so... <laughs> yes, yes. So, that's well, that's So yeah. So shall we? Uh, well, this is my plan. Although I'm, you're very welcome to change it. I thought we'd uh, just go over uh, a little bit of news that's that's knocking about. There's not a lot this week, but we'll go over a little bit of news. Uh, then uh, we'll have a we will have a little chat if we can because we obviously didn't do last week about transfer deadline day because <laughs> uh, obviously yeah. that was in, that was quite interesting so I just you know we'll just we'll have whatever five minutes two minutes ten yeah. minutes whatever you whatever you whatever you think uh, then we'll review Doncaster I'm ca- kind of doing stuff chronologically then we'll review Doncaster. Uh, and then we'll preview. There's a, a big game coming up, obviously on Saturday. Well, I think it's a big game. In, in uh, it you know, is. We owe them one. We owe Grimsby very much. Um, very much so. Oh so, yeah. How does that sound with you? Does that sound good? Sounds like a plan, brother. You can live with that. So, um, from a news point of view, I just I always like to just have a, a flick through uh, <clears throat> the official the official news. Always comes via the uh, club website. So. Um, there's only really uh, Mansfield tickets all have, have all sold. I think we've got twelve hundred odd of them. I think have all sold now for that away game on the Tuesday night. Um, so that's a good. That's really good. I mean, Mansfield is about two and a half hours ish, two and a half hours ish away for mm-hmm. us. So that's a good crowd to go on a Tuesday night, two and a half hours um, yeah. up the road for a, for a late kickoff. Um, so that's really uh, you know that's really good. Um, Something that was really interesting, a bit out of left field if you're under 50, so this one isn't for, isn't for you really, Michael. Uh, but uh, the um, hopefully you can see this if I share the screen. Um, oh, the uh, community session. Yeah, okay. Yeah, can yeah, yeah, can yeah. you see that? You'll have to, I'll have to I keep can. checking yeah. with you because I, um, I don't use share yeah. screen a lot until, until we started. So, yeah, Matt, so you're, an, you're an expert now. You've I've got, got this. Hardly. Uh, 
So uh, I was, I was, believe it or not, in my younger days, I actually was. I used to run a, you know, mobile phone shop, and I, I had, I was in all the technology. Now I feel like a granddad. Um, so, uh, so yeah, the community trust is doing a what they call a social activity session for anybody mm-hmm. over fifty. So this is really cool, yeah. Um, so yeah. on a Wednesday night, uh, once a week, uh, people pay uh, a Wednesday. Uh, between 10 a.m. and 12 a.m., sorry. Uh, Wednesday, once a week, people can pay a couple of quid, go along, chat a lot about Wrexham. I'm guessing it is what it'll be. And there'll be some sort of activities and stuff on. Um, yeah. So that's really cool. They'll have drinks, etc. It's in the Centenary Club, um, and anybody over 50 can go. So um, that's, those are the types of things that we need to be doing yeah. more of. Um, 100%. You obviously won't appreciate this yet, but as you get older... Uh, like other stuff gets in the way, other stuff happens, you, you know, loneliness creeps in. Um, so that's a great little way for people to go off and have two hours a week. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah. uh, and the, I, I, I imagine the, the majority of the chat will be Wrexham chat because for oh, obvious yeah. reasons, really. Absolutely. Uh, I, I have to, I have to, I have to ask, I'm sorry to interrupt. Are, are no, you excited on. to, are you excited to go to those, Matt? Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh, it's a good job I kind of like you, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I just wanted to know if you're excited. To be, listen. To be fair, you know it's uh, it's great that they do that type of stuff. Um, Absolutely, and it's re- it is really important. So um, absolutely, it is. So yeah, yeah, I imagine that when I was when I'm fifty, if they're still doing them. Um, that I wouldn't mind going and having a cup of tea with some people and talking a bit of wrestling sure. and watching people do whatever they're doing. Some daft, some daft sport <laughs> that they've probably got going on in there or whatever. Um, I agree. So yeah, so there was that. Um, uh, I think it was yesterday. I've lost track of my days now. Uh, reserves played. Uh, yes. We still have a reserve team, which is interesting because uh, yes, we I, do. I, uh, I wasn't sure what was happening with that, <clears throat> and. Uh, Billy Waters scored a consolation goal. Uh, so I guess we might talk about Billy later when we get onto the transfer sort of section um, because he's kind of left out in the cold really now, isn't he? Yes, um, yes. With um, with where he is, he's kind of in limbo. Um, so it was against Accrington, Accrington won, um, but Waters got the consolation goal. So uh, um, yeah, so he's still alive. He's still about the fad scene played in that game as well. Interestingly, they haven't put the team in. Uh, oh, they have, uh, no. Oh, yes, they have. Uh, McNicholas played in goal. Yeah. Tunnicliffe got 80 minutes. McFadzine played, so he was another one who's been left out. Um, and so, uh, so yeah. A um, little bit of uh, the reserves still, are still there. They're still going. Um, I guess nobody, nobody needs to be told that the documentaries come out today. So I have got that as a topic for... <laughs> I did have that for as a topic for uh, for yes. some point, but um, uh, I guess we could cover it now because it doesn't need a great uh, fanfare and stuff. Uh, did yeah. you? I, I thought I saw on your timeline that you were watching it. Was that was oh, that yeah. right? Yeah, 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 so yeah, did, yeah. You, yeah. What time it, of day? What it. time of day does it come out for you compared to us then? Because we get at eight o'clock this morning. Yeah, yeah. It came out. Uh, it came out on FX at. Um, it was 9 p.m. Central Time, okay. so 10, 10 Eastern, uh, 7 p.m. out on the West Coast, California, Oregon, Washington. But uh, 9 p.m. Um, my time and went up to the cigar lounge that my buddy owns and, and watched it there with a few people. Right. Okay. So 
Uh, I uh, so for, it was eight o'clock for us. So my morning mm. this morning, as it happened, I was woken up at seven-ish with a cup of tea. Um, my better half, Kath, brought me a cup of tea as she was leaving the house. So, so for me, it was uh, I. I checked because I wasn't sure what time it came out. So I checked and realised it was eight o'clock. So I managed mm. to squeeze in uh, the uh, the latest episode of Ahsoka. Um, <coughs> And then obviously that. So what great TV that is. I get Ahsoka, then I get Welcome to Wrexham. Um, so, yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's a great sort of transitional episode from the end of last yeah. season with the recaps to yeah. the sort of start of this season. Although, we, it, you know, it does jump forward a little bit to up until sort of Christmas time. You'll see some Christmas yeah. trees and Christmas decorations because yeah. it was about the time that the uh, king came to visit. Now, I think... Yeah. Once people start to see this episode on social media, we might see a bit of a, a bit of bit of animosity because there's not a lot of love for the royal family um, around here, and also yes. there's an appearance by a uh, local conservative member, Tory party member, yeah. uh, who's not very loved either. And yeah. then obviously we do get a hint, we do get a sort of um, <clears throat> at the point that we leave the documentary without spoiling it, we get an update on whether our funding approved was approved or not. So yeah. there'll be a lot of hate, I think, towards the Tory party. Is all very much say. so. Once people be, have uh, caught up with this tonight, yeah, it's going to be uh, very uh, some, some politically charged conversation Ooh. on on Rexham's social media, uh, so to speak, over the next few days. But I mean, you knew it was coming. Everybody knew that the king came to visit. Everyone yep. knew that that happened. It was you know a, a big um, you know PR essentially yep. is what it was by the club and. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest with you. I understand that the club has to do um, those types of things to attempt to um, progress in different manners, whether it's financially, whether it's, um, you know, the ability to, yeah, the, the ability to um, make some things happen that maybe we didn't have the ability to make happen before. Yeah. Obviously, people are not going to be thrilled. Um you know, seeing the the king um, come to the race course and and you know walk the race course steps and those types of things. Um, you know, it's going to be some some people uh, spraying the steps and the handrails with disinfectant. <laughs> um, yeah, probably already done it. Yeah, probably already done it. To be inevitably, honest, and, and the, yeah, and the timeline that you mentioned was interesting. You know, obviously when I came over, we had you know the the dot crew and they followed us around for a bit, things like that, which is you know, whatever. Um, the timeline was interesting and just the way that the documentary is made and we all know TV is, you know, manipulated and it's, yeah. it's a movie. It's a movie on television. And um, the, the, it was the timeline, the chronology was so um, odd that they, I, I'm, I'm, I guess the point I'm trying to make is I'm wondering what the reasoning behind having the king appear in the first episode, oh, okay, yeah. After five minutes, after we play Eastley, yeah, yeah, because because <laughs> yeah. in theory it's about a three-four yeah. month jump in in, in yeah, it goes from, we, yeah, we played Eastley in September, and then the King came in December, middle of December. Yeah, it was it was all it would have been August, I think. Surely it would have been August when we played Eastley. Oh yeah, because uh, that was yeah, yeah. It was, it was so it was even game. earlier. Yeah, so, um, so August to December. Um, I'm just wondering what the reasoning was. Maybe it was just to get it over with rip the band-aid off yeah i that's maybe I, yeah i that's what i thought i thought let's get a let's get it i wonder if they're conscious that there might be a bit of hate around it because obviously the 
when it was happening at the time, people yeah. were very vocal about why you're letting Absolutely. the king in, why are the why you know yeah. same when we had a Tory party visit. Yeah. So I wonder if there is an element. I, I that was my thought, um, but I guess we're not being not being in the editing suite. We will never know. You know, was that instruction from the club, i.e., Rob and Ryan? Um, yeah. Or was that just like, well, we've got a gap here. What can we fill it with? We'll, yeah. we'll probably we'll never know unless we get into a room and get to a, to ask that question. will we? Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it was. It, it's an interesting point. I think I tell you what was quite interesting. Um, they set Mark Howard up, didn't they? Because they introduced him as this new keeper, and yes. then then blatantly point out the mistake at Eastley. Yeah. And yeah. then I, what I'd forgotten was the Chesterfield one as well. Um, oh yeah. So I'd totally blanked that one. Um, so they sort of didn't do him any favors, I don't think. Um, you know. Uh, Correct. But Correct. but again, you know, it's it's just it's it's edited for a reason. It's it you is. know they they want to provoke reaction, social media activity, which draws yeah. eyes to it. So uh, so uh, maybe they were just a, maybe that was a little poke because they knew perhaps that you know let's poke at some of the people who uh, are not Mark Howard fans and see if we can get some reaction or what I don't know. Yeah. Um, it was only a gentle poke, wasn't it? Really, it wasn't a big sharp. Yes, thankfully, thankfully. Um, yeah, hopefully, forgot. hopefully they will they will highlight his brighter spots throughout the season as well. Yeah, you gotta you know it it would be unfair. You gotta balance it somehow. I 100%. did wonder whether they were setting up because it's big piece about goalkeepers. Whether they they were using that to set up the late the later episode yeah. with Ben Foster. Foster, yeah. Um, so uh, maybe they'll be able to reference some you know you know some goalkeeping. Sure. niggles um uh, and we yep. we end up with the, the foster <clears throat> season but uh, yeah yep. i think it looks from my point of view i thought it looked a lot more polished this season um there's obviously mm. a bit more money probably in the pot given uh, given how successful season one was um yeah. and it was just it's quite interesting watching rob and ryan learn how to bow and curtsy and what have you isn't it, it was quite you know that's quite that was yeah. typical it was typical the entertaining then. yeah the inter- the entertaining part it, it was entertaining uh, for sure and again we get a new character this week um <clears throat> so obviously AEC engineering come in who've long time been um yeah uh, long long-term supporters of the as they they tell you this long-term supporters um and did some great works with them cop barriers um yeah and uh I think they must have been saving that one that we see in the episode for when the episode came out for this auction because uh, they reposted that today. Oh, so yeah. it must still, it must still, I thought it'd probably be gone by now, but I don't yeah. think it is. I think it must still be about to go on. So I think they've saved it for now and they're probably, uh, there's probably going to be a barrier to be, uh, yeah. to be won by somebody um, freshly yeah, that's a, painted. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. I, I kind of forgotten about that. But now that you mention it, that would I mean, I'm sure there are several barriers, you know, banging banging around in in, in places somewhere. But yeah, it was great to see. Um, that was a great scene. It was good to see them incorporated. And, and um, that was um, meaningful to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, good. So we'll finish off with uh, just the just with Rex and women, uh, just because they uh, they beat crew. 7-1 in their last <clears throat> pre-season friendly. Um, so, uh, obviously, Rosie Hughes scores bucket loads because that's what she does. She's unreal. <laughs> um, She's unreal. Uh, and um, I think the Sunday... Is it this Sunday? Yeah, this Sunday. I think that game's on S4C uh, when they open up against Swansea. So, they're playing mm-hmm. the games, unfortunately... Um, 
at the Rock this season, um, which is in Kevin. Uh, I won't go into the story, but I don't know if you know the story behind that or not. But it's it, it's interesting. I'm sorry. To go on, no, go, go, go. It's interesting that you mentioned that. Um, Stace, who uh, yeah, superstar Caleb's mom, Stace. Um, she did a kind of a just an impromptu uh, space on Twitter last night, and, and yeah. there were a couple of us on there for a while, just you know, having some chat back and forth. And uh, um, Welsh Techie Simon came on, yeah. and um, you know, talked for uh, about six and a half hours um, as he does, but <laughs> he he so. He knows, and you know that I say that with the you know, love. The, with love, yeah, one hundred percent. Yes, he's so knowledgeable and informative, and I could listen to him talk for hours about the club. You both. Point I'm making is that um, we got to talking about the women's team. His wife is involved in the women's team, and, and sort of involved um, with them in some manner. I can't remember how, but he talked about the Rock, and myself and another Rexham fan um, asked him to go a little more in depth because I'd heard of it. I, I'd seen people react to it and, and mention it on social media and, and read passion and those types of things, but I'd never gotten the full story why it's an issue and those types of things. And Simon um, went very deep into it and, and gave um, a well thought out, educated answer. Um, it was interesting to hear the, the issues um, and it, you know, not really having anything to do with the women's team or, um, you know, being a little more political um, as, as things can be from time to time. Yeah, it's sad, really, that uh, it is uh, what's happened, really. And because uh, that, you know, they've uh, they, they, it's been a long standing producer of yeah. good footballers for many years, you know, and, uh, and it's a fantastic facility. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen pictures of it, have you? I, I have just online um, yeah. and, and some some pictures on social media and things like that of, of um, people that have gone to the stadium, just Googled it and those types of things. Yeah, just because obviously it gets his name for uh, for for mm -hmm. the you know one side you you do get that brilliant sort of rock wall along the uh, along the back of it, which is obviously. Uh, where it got its name, but uh, yeah. Anyway, good news for the women. They're they're uh, they're fit and firing. It would appear now, um, mm -hmm. so they'll be on uh, S4C, I think it is, on Sunday. And uh, if people can go and watch it, it's three quid for an adult and a quid for an under sixteen. So uh, you know that's uh, great for people um, yeah. who want to go and get a football fix of Absolutely. any type on a on a on a Sunday. Um, and that'll be a tough game because though that league is a tough league for, that Wrexham, uh, that Wrexham women are in, so uh, absolutely, it'll be uh, it'll be a tough one. Wrexham take a giant step towards promotion. Special guests, exclusive interviews, and behind-the-scenes insights. It's all on the Racecourse Ramble podcast. So. I know it was. I know it was ten days. Well, it was, uh, was it ten days ago? Now it's gone quick. Uh, I I just wanted to sort of get some thoughts and feelings from uh, transfer deadline day, um, because that was well. That was it. It was interesting. It was. It was going so well. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was going it was. so well, and then we had some shock. So. Um, I would, this is what I will, will start with. I was surprised that nobody left the club. 
Um, because I knew, obviously, we were going to have to do some uh, yeah. squad juggling, um, if if that makes sense. So I did think that we might actually, uh, you know, move some out to bring some in. Um, and maybe we'd, we'd, maybe that would have happened if we'd have got the last one done. I don't know. But obviously, we all kind of knew going into that day that there was people not going to be in that squad, wasn't there? You know, when it got yeah. uh, when it got finally submitted, which was about three or four days after the uh, after the deadline day. Um, so from my point of view. I was shocked when first thing in the morning to find out that we were bringing a midfielder in um, just because we'd had no talk about a midfielder coming in. Um, So that's the reason that it shocked me. Um, So obviously Evans came in from Millwall. Millwall obviously let him go. They terminated his contract is what uh, what seems to be the case. Um, uh, And so he's come in. Uh, he's a pretty tenacious and technically very good midfielder, is how he was described. And we've obviously seen him a little bit now, so we kind of, yeah. you know, we're starting to get an idea. Um, but yeah. just tell me what your thoughts were when, uh, at whatever point it was that you knew um, that uh, we were bringing in a midfielder. Yeah, I wasn't surprised. Um, I, we didn't hear a lot of chat and rumor and things like that on, on social media. But when I, when I started kind of researching him and saw some of the, the, the Millwall fans talk about him and those types of things. And the fact that, excuse me, um, the fact that he filled that defensive midfielder role yeah, yeah. Um, that we don't quite, I can't say we don't quite have it. Um, yeah. Tom O'Connor can play that. I know what you mean. Himself. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm not surprised long story short that we brought in a defensive midfielder. If we would have brought in, another attacking midfielder um, or something like that uh, that would have been definitely uh, a bit of surprise but I'm not I'm not too shocked we brought in uh, another um, you know a midfielder who would be considered um, more defensive okay um, so obviously he's played for us he's actually already played in varying positions for us he played in midfield um, and I think it was in one of the uh, at the Newcastle game I think he actually played in the sort of toes role at the back yeah um, which was a you know it was an under twenty one Newcastle side so it was no real pressure on him, um, but he is the he is very gifted. He, some unbelievable. You guys couldn't see that game at all, could you? Uh, that Newcastle game it was not streamed yeah. anywhere or anything. Um, so some of the, some of his long range passing was out of this world. Um, so uh, you know that bodes well for uh, for when he does settle, and we're all assuming obviously he can play at the back or in midfield, and midfield is his most recent position. So we're all assuming that's where he's going to settle. Um, oh. But it's nice to have somebody, I guess, that he can. Um, you know, we kept putting Tom O'Connor into the back last last season. Maybe it's oh. going to be Evans this year if we if we if we struggle. Maybe he can go and sit in the middle of that uh, in, yeah. in the middle of that back three. Um, yeah. So uh, so yeah so that was so that was that was the that was the cherry on the cake for me because you know in an ideal world I would have liked a midfielder but uh, because there was no talk of it just didn't imagine it sort of happening at all. Um, then the second transfer that was confirmed, I don't I don't think positionally it was a surprise, um, but the player was a surprise to me. Um, so obviously we brought in Arthur Oconquo uh, from Arsenal, um, who is on loan for this season, and unless he signs a new contract, will be a free agent uh, next summer. So, you know, if that works out and he's happy, then you're potentially going to pick up a you know a 23 year old goalkeeper for nothing. Um, so uh, again, 
Positionally, no surprise given the fact that Foster had gone. We, we were expecting them to get a, try and get a goalkeeper. Is that fair to say? Uh, a lot of names were, were thrown around the, those, those, those few days um, leading up to deadline day. Um, and feel very, very, very strongly that we got a pretty good one. Younger, long, tall, um, a little bit uh, sporadic. I'll say in his first um in his in his Wrexham debut um but you know did did the, did the job and uh helped the help the side get a win so yes uh he it is by his own uh, admittance he said he was rusty I don't know if you saw he, they were interviewed yeah, him yeah, after the yeah. Newcastle game and he said he was rusty his yep. um his kicking off the floor from pass passing from back passes yeah. was Hitting really hit and miss. Um, yeah. uh, and bear in mind, we've got a pretty decent pitch, so it's you know, uh, yeah. it'll need to nail that, but I'm sure that they will be. Um, and it, it what we've got tested a couple of times is a little bit of decision making, but again, as he gets sharper, if he manages to get games, that'll that'll come up. But his shot stopping is outstanding. He saved one shot, I don't know if you saw it on the highlights, uh, that was. Bottom going bottom left corner, and he needed every inch of his six foot six frame to keep it out. Um, so, uh, so that's what we'll get. As I said, he was excellent at crew last year, um, and you know, was it a, a, a eight days before we've signed him? I put a tweet out saying I'd love us to get a conquo. Um, he did. He did. It's, it's yeah, and you know, yes, I did. was really pleased that we, we've because we've got a we've got a good goalkeeper. It's up to us what we make him. Basically, if we get behind him and. A Davison could work with him, and he works hard. We'll have a really good goalkeeper because you're yeah. not a, you're not an Arsenal and are a mug. You know this is a top yeah. Premier League side. You've got to 100%. be good. So um, so we've got potential there. The question will be, I think, how long it will take him to take Howard because Howard, as as we as we sit here today, uh, hasn't done much wrong. I would say. Yeah. Um, now yeah. you know. The timing will be the thing, I, and I think Parkinson did absolutely the right thing against Doncaster in not playing a Conquo. I thought, I think you need because he's young, he's moving up from London. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Give him a couple of weeks, let him settle in, let him get absolutely. used to everything, um, and then obviously when the when whenever Parkinson thinks the timing is right, and whether he'll wait for a mistake, and the Conquo's got to sit on the bench, or whether he'll just throw him in, we'll see, won't we? Um, yeah. Absolutely. It, it, to me, it's one of those, um, it's one to where Howard seems to have stepped his game up, probably because of, you know, Foster and, and you know, Foster coming in, yep. taking, the, taking the shirt from him, yeah, those that. types of things. He is, um, when you look at, and I, I know we'll, you know, dig into this stuff, um, you know, here, over the next couple of minutes of the pod, but um, you look at, you know, uh, you look at the things that he's done just in the last few matches, yep. Howard, you know, against uh, Tranmere, against um, Doncaster. He has come way off of his line multiple times, come out, um, you know, made made plays um, on the ball when, when you know, opposition was an attack and those yep. types of things that last year at times he wouldn't have made. Um, would have sat on his line, you know, hope for his center backs to, you know, to... Bail him out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to volley out for a corner, um, you know, or, or dispossessed. But he, he he's improved, in my opinion. And, and, uh, 
a lot of people's opinions. Um, it's it's one of those to where you also with with the games with the uh, the oppositions that we have played since he's come back and since Foster has retired. Yeah. You know, Howard didn't have to play against you know MK Don striking. They didn't. They didn't. Howard didn't play against Isa and 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 you know. Yeah, I get it. it it's yeah, yeah. it's. You know, Tranmere didn't offer much. Um, Doncaster, I think they're going to be better than a lot of people thought at the beginning of the year. I can see them being a mid-table team. But long story short, I think Howard's improved. I think it's going to be – he's going to have to have a run of questionable games uh, for Okonkwo to, to, to jump in and, and take that shirt from him. Yeah, we'll see. Long, I mean, he's be, he, he is – he's vastly experienced. He's tidy. Yeah. Yeah, we know what his kryptonite is. His kryptonite generally is coming off his line and shots down low. Uh, that's what we. That's what cost us a bit last season. Um, although interestingly, on the documentary, obviously they highlight the Eastley thing where he gets underneath the cross. Um, yeah. And, um, but you know, um, so we'll we'll see. I, you know, uh, everyone's got their. Own. He's one of those Marmite people, isn't he? That people either like. Nobody doesn't like the uh. person. Yeah. Everybody, every, people who know him love the person. He's meant to be yeah. top, um, but it's the it's the player, I guess. Is is the uh, he's he's what we would call a mar. I don't know if you know what there's a he's a marmite player. We would call him. So the Aussies have a uh, like a sandwich filling called marmite, which is uh, very is, has a very strong taste to it, and you either love it or hate it. There's no in between. So that's what we. So he's one of them. There seems to be people either love him or hate him. Fair, fair enough. Um, so, um, so yeah, we'll see um, what point, what what point Oconquo comes. But at least we've got that depth, and we don't know what's going on with Rob. Obviously, he's in the documentary this week, isn't he? Uh, gets a good little uh, feature in the doc. Yeah. Um, so I was told, um, in fact, Kath saw him outside the ground when she went visiting, and he said he'd be back within a week. I think so. I think he's back in full training now. So actually, it might be Leighton that we see before a conquo. Uh, you know, we'll very, uh, very well could be. Very we'll, well could be. Uh, we'll wait and see because obviously Leighton's contracts, Leighton's contract situation um, is talked about in the doc. Uh, um, that will be important for him. He'll be wanting to back, yeah. get back playing. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then we get to the drama uh, <laughs> of deadline day. Now, it was, well, I'll tell you what was quite interesting. There's, there's a, there's a. a, a a sort of side story to this is that uh, on one of the uh, podcasts, um, obviously we were hunting for a striker, weren't we? Mullin yeah. was injured. We didn't exactly know when he was coming back, um, so we were hunting. We were and we, we we were sort of hadn't been ruthless in front of goal. So I think everybody sort of thought we were going to buy a striker. Um, so I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's a there's a podcast called The Hard Truth. Uh, where Darren McAntony is the Peterborough chairman, pretty much every week does it does a, a sort of hour long podcast. So I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Um, he's quite an honest and open fella, Darren McAntony. Um, and there was um, that came to light. I can't remember whether it was before or after deadline day. It was after. It came to light that they've got a very hot striker called Clark Harris. Um, oh who um, I think lots of Wrexham fans would have wanted, but I think nobody realistically thought we could afford. Uh, now, on deadline day, he went to Bristol Rovers, Bristol City, actually, I think it was, for 
nigh on a million pound plus some add-ons. Um, but what was interesting, um, I'm saying he went, that, that deal fell apart like our uh, Armstrong deal fell apart. Exactly the same way, oh. only they were only one minute late with their paperwork. Oh. Uh, so it got rejected uh, the next day. Um, so uh, they're, they're, obviously he's back with them. But what was interesting is McCantony actually says that a week before that deal is done, Wrexham came for Clark Harris. Um, and we were really? we were bang up for doing that. We'd, we'd had permission to speak to his agent. Um, and then supposedly we just went quiet. So we, we for whatever reason, wow. we yeah, went very cold on that deal, um, oh. and, which is really interesting. This fella just eats, sleeps and, you know, Pooh's goals. He is one of them. You know, he's just he is an incredible finisher. Um, so obviously, whether it was because the Armstrong deal came back to life or what, obviously, you know, maybe the documentary will show us. Um, but that's that was very interesting. And as it happened, alongside that, we had our own Armstrong drama. So, um, I mean, yes, for did. me, I thought we were signing this guy from Wickham. I thought Hanlon was from Wickham was the one. That yeah. was what all the noise yeah. was. Um, and then I can't remember what time of day it was that the Armstrong deal <clears throat> seemed to come to life. So that came back to life as far as we can, I can pick up, and you might know better than me. It seemed that MK Dons got it, had a bid accepted, didn't uh, for about three hundred and seventy-five thousand plus a player is what I read or heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that point, yeah. Wrexham must just decided that's the deal that we're gonna we're gonna go and we're gonna chase that Armstrong deal deal yep. down. Um, now I don't know. I've heard some rumored numbers. Um, this is coming from the stands at the at the football, so I don't know whether you've heard these rumored numbers, um, right. uh, finances of of it. Have you heard? Any, I'm, I am going to. I will talk about them. But have you heard any sort of financial details of what the the deal was rumored to be? For Armstrong, you mean? Yeah, uh, five hundred thousand. Right. Let's see if you. Yeah. Let's see if this tallies up with what you'd heard. Um, yeah. Across the pond, should we call it? So, the deal was four hundred seventy-five thousand pound transfer fee, fifty thousand pound promotion bonus is what uh, is what I, I, I'd heard. Um, if we got promoted, uh, a two hundred thousand pound what they call a loyalty fee to the player. Hmm. So that's a fee that he would get. Uh, it was a three-year deal. So each year yeah. he would get a third of that. So whatever that yeah. works out at six six hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, uh, sixty five thousand a, a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then a three year deal at six thousand a week, which is just under a million quid to him. Now, yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of money. I mean, for Wrexham, that is <laughs> mega money, right? That is yeah. mega money. If this for a league is, two strike. And I'm going to do the caveat now. So if that is true, right? Because obviously I don't work in Sean Harvey's office. I have no idea what he was offering. But obviously this is this is what we are. So that's mega money. What what baffled me is that I couldn't find anybody before. There was rumors we were going to sign him. I couldn't find anybody that went like sign him at all costs, like you would have with Mullin. Yeah. Mullin, it was like, well, this is a dream. We're never going to get him. But like, whatever you, whatever you've got to do, if you go and have a go, like you know. But nobody with with, with Armstrong. So that surprised me um, that we were prepared to do such a big deal. Um, yeah. But maybe that's a reflection of where we are. I don't know. I mean, I, I you know, <clears throat> listen, we used to beg for beg for 
for players like you know free agents yeah. and very yeah. rare would we ever pay for a player so to be yeah. in this position now is like it's bonkers yeah it's 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 um I've had that conversation a couple times over the last few weeks with just different fans, you know, having dialogue on Twitter and those types of things, Matt, it's, we've got the money now, spend it, but spend it wisely. Yeah. If the co-chairman, if Sean, if, if Les Reed, if, if they think that that's the guy, if they think Armstrong's the guy, go get him. And then a lot of people, um, new and old fans from, you know, from, from over your way and over my way and internationally, um, didn't quite understand why Armstrong was our guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's for that the amount point of I was money. trying to make. Yeah. Exactly. For that amount of money. And what I said was this you have a guy who you know can score goals in League Two. You have a guy who you don't want to be dramatic about it, but almost single handedly stoved off relegation for Harrogate last year. Um, so it's one of those to where a partnership with him and Mullen or him and Palmer, whoever's up top, when you surround a player like that with even more quality than what he currently has available to him at Harrogate, it's only going to raise his game even more. Yeah. You know, you partner with, you partner him with Mulls up front and the attention that Mulls is going to get from opposition defenses and center backs and, and keepers, who knows what, what somebody like Armstrong could do, you know, in our club currently. So, um, it made sense to me, I guess tactically, if for lack of a better word, why we went after him. That money, if that's true, you just said, I, I didn't hear the the kind of extraneous Detail. things. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a lot of money if that's anywhere near. Um I, I thought five hundred thousand was the extent of of you know what what um, I thought we would offer. And if it was even yeah. more than that, then that makes me think um, kind of have a, a second thought about it. But again, the club knows what they're doing and, and it's our job to uh, basically just sit here and make shit up. It's not our money, I guess. And that's it what people not. would say. It's not our money. Don't worry about it. But obviously, you know, we come from a, a place where we've, you know, needed every penny <laughs> and yeah. every pound. So yeah. like, we've, yeah. we've got a lot of people who are, you know, who, who, who are sort of uh, not penny watching, but, you know, they're just conscious that we don't want to be doing stupid things. I think you've hit the point on the head because Parkey in his interviews that he was asked about Armstrong, um, the one thing that he repeated was they'd identified him as a player who could play with all the forwards at the club. Yep. And I think that is fundamentally the element um, is yep. that they've, they, his style um, would, would allow him to play alongside Mullin or should we call them the big men, the, the Palmer and Dolbys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, he would, you know, he uh, he could play alongside them. So um, I think that was probably the key is that in, in that. Now I tell you what made me feel old. You will have no idea about this, but his dad, I didn't realize I knew who his dad was in the fact that his dad was a big player for Stockport as well in the in the would have been early two thousands, maybe late nineties. I forget. I forget now. But you know, it's really? one of them where you hear. Yeah, I knew yeah. his dad, and I was just like, I always just think, oh, his dad retired probably about five years ago. The reality is, his dad, his dad retired ages ago, and this is his, you know, this is his offspring. His dad yeah. was a very talented player uh, at Stockport, who also it was ironic because that day that they confirmed the uh, the deal was off, his dad lost his job as a coach or an assistant manager wherever he was Jesus. as well. So not a good day for the Armstrongs. Um, yeah, and I, th- I. 
I thought the... Well, let me ask you. Obviously, the club announced that the deal was dead or on the... Basically, on the minute the game kicked off, because yeah. again, that was that was some more chat, and it was like there's going to be there's a there's a there's a, a an announcement coming at kickoff time. Yeah. Just out of interest, what did you think of that? So, I want to go back to the night before, if that's okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The... Oh yeah, that's tweet that the club had. <laughs> Just the yeah. I mean, you don't want to beat a dead horse because we've all you know had these conversations for the last. 10 days now. <laughs> yeah, it's embarrassing. Yes, it's embarrassing. It's, it's, it's not a good, it's not a great look from the club. You know, definitely mistakes were made. So, so we say, um, the, <laughs> the moon, the moon tweet, um, <laughs> being, being put out by you know somebody on the on the social media team Admin. Um, before yeah. the yeah before the paperwork was done just because they said hey you know somebody up somebody up top said hey we're signing Luke Armstrong yeah you know that that was interesting um and then the tweet <laughs> yeah. an hour or so later bizarre I've not, never seen anything not, like that not announcing the signing, correct, but saying essentially, "Hey, everybody, we've put in all the necessary paperwork." And as soon <laughs> as soon as that tweet was put out, yeah, almost every Wrexham fan, especially Wrexham fans like yourself and, and Wrexham fans from decades ago, said something's wrong. Yeah, Immediately yeah. said, "Shit, it's just something's weird. wrong." A hundred percent, it was. It wasn't followed up with the which again. Those those tweets were like very opposite ends of, you know, yeah. everybody awake, show the moon, signing yeah, Armstrong. Yeah. An hour later, after everybody's waiting for the signing and the graphic and the picture of him in the chair or, or floating on the moon or whatever they were going to do, <laughs> there's a tweet an hour later at, you know, of, <laughs> hey, we've put in the necessary paperwork, strap it. Yeah. Um, entertaining, baffling, <laughs> terrible, all at the same time. Um, so then to answer your question, again, long story short, about minutes before kickoff, that was obviously a very, very planned move yeah. by the club. Um, and, and um, you know, by the, um, I say the higher ups at the club, hey, we've got a match starting in six minutes. Let's put out the 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 report of, of Bury uh, the bad not, news. Yeah, us not being able to sign Armstrong just minutes before kickoff because everyone's gonna be watching TV or in the stadium or traveling or what have you. Yeah. Um just you know people make mistakes, it shouldn't have happened. They're paid to not make these mistakes. Um, but also we don't know the ins and outs of what was yeah. happening behind the scenes with Armstrong. Maybe he you know, it could have been the last hour and he decided at the 12th hour, so to speak, Hey, I'm, I'm you know, going to sign with MK dogs, going to sign with Rex. And maybe he was waffling back and forth. You don't know those types of things. And that could have affected it as well. Maybe the, do hopefully the documentary will give us an insight. Uh, oh yeah. It would be great to give us some sort of insight into that. hundred percent. The, hopefully. the uh, it, it, this type of thing, I want to say it's happened. It happened at Peterborough and Bristol as well. Like, ironically does happen every year. There's somebody, 
Um, in fact, it's, it, that reminds me of a quote from uh, one of my favourite films. It won't be one of yours, but there's a, an American football film called Draft Day. And uh, there's a... Have, have oh, you ever seen movie. it? Great movie. Yeah, so I really enjoy it. But, um, great movie. I, but, you, I, but it, everything's Hollywoodized, isn't it? So it's, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a bit cheesier than perhaps the reality. But yeah. um, there's a... Kevin Costa is on the phone to the GM of... I can't remember which franchise. It might be the Jags. And he says, every year somebody comes out of this looking like a donkey. Don't make it be you. When he's trying yeah, to yeah, sort yeah. of, he's trying to, yeah. he's trying to maneuver things at the end. Yeah. Isn't he? Yeah. <clears throat> and that was us. So this year, we every year somebody comes out a deadline day looking, there's always one, but something happens on. Um, and you should Google search if you, if you, you wouldn't be aware of this. There's a, uh, there's, there was, I've never laughed so hard the night that the uh, Man United or ex-Man United goalkeeper, David De Gea, um, was supposed to go to Real Madrid. So these are two of the biggest clubs in the world, right? Yeah. And the move breaks down because of a broken fax machine because you used to have to use fax machines back in the yeah. day. Yeah. Google search that story. It's the funniest thing you'll ever hear. Uh, I never thought we'd ever, Wrexham would be involved in a, you know, a calamity like that. And yet here we are, uh, you know, not quite with a broken fax machine. Um, but that story is, uh, you know, it, it, it is akin to uh, the deadline day drama that we had and that uh, Bristol had with, uh, with Clark Harris. So hmm. we, um, I guess we'll wrap it up by saying uh, we obviously then go and get Fletcher as a free agent. So again, yeah. um, so we we announced the squad on the on the Wednesday, and we announced a twenty one man squad rather than a twenty two man squad when we submit mm-hmm. it to the league. And at that point, I think uh, the the question was, well, who we leave it? Who are we, you know, who, who's being left out? Uh, and obviously, it was Waters, wasn't it, um, that we got? And then the question was, well, why have we left him out? Uh, then it becomes clear that they're chasing free agents, uh, and Stephen Fletcher is the man. So. What would just give us some brief thoughts on uh, on on that? Uh, not surprised that that Billy was um, not just the striker, but um, was was left out from being registered with the club. Yeah, um, not surprising at all, especially after the 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 six yard sitter moonshot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. was that against uh, was that I think it was Newcastle. Yeah, I think it was Newcastle. We we actually did. We were able to watch that on on TV. By the way, I think oh, we both said earlier that yeah, it was on iFollow. I, I I think it was on iFollow. They all run together at this point. You know how oh. that is. I'm pretty sure we were able to watch it on iFollow. Anyway, um, if that was if it was the Newcastle was, game, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a six eight yard, a yeah, little bit, little bit of volley, but I mean, right in front of the keeper. Yeah. Dead, I mean, had had the goal dead rights. Yeah. And sends it 15 feet over the ball. Um, so that's that was a little bit of a tough look for him, um, especially right before right before right before deadline day. Um, so I agree. Not surprising. Sorry yeah, to interrupt. Surprising, I agree, though. and I oh, wrote okay. at the time. I wrote. I, I I think I wrote on Twitter. That will be the last time we see him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, not yeah, nothing against tough. the lad, but it just hasn't happened no, for no, him. No. Um, yeah. And that was, yeah. you know, if you can't score against Newcastle in that situation, how can I then rely on you against Stockport in a playoff? Yeah. You know, that is 100%. the uh, that's the uh, elite sport, a Wrexham and elite sport, a, a top pro. That's yeah. how, that's how the they will be thinking. You see, hundred percent. Does that make 100%. sense? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. 
hundred percent. If you if 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 you, if you can't score that goal against you know Newcastle's under twenty one, zero pressure. It'd be very zero very pressure. yeah very difficult um, for us to think that you're going to do it against Gillingham or yeah you know yeah any of the other what are perceived as top clubs in League Two. Um, so and then just quickly you know McFad's in not a surprise. Um, Bryce Bryce Hosanna. He, I don't want to say not a surprise. I, I, I'm a big Bryce fan. I think there's a player there, but he, he unfortunately, um, you know, has, has um, injury problems. He, he's yeah. a little bit injury prone um, as he's shown over the last you know, two years at this point, um, been injured and, and unable to stay fit several times. Um, so not surprising. Um, Steve uh, Fletcher just, you know, Prem League, Prem League experience, um, played at multiple levels, multiple clubs, um, came on, you know, came on late, obviously, last week and um, showed showed quality. I mean, he's, you know, at the edge of the area. He's got, he's got his, his back to the goal, uh, two defenders on him. Little swivel. Fakes a pass to Lee, turns around, puts one off his left foot, and it's an absolute piss missile. Yeah. Um, he had no business taking or making that shot, and he damn near did it. Yeah. Um, so he's going to provide some quality, and there are a lot of people uh, being a little bit of crow. We like to say, um, okay, yeah, yeah. The day, the <laughs> from from the from you know the day that his signing was announced. It's a thirty-six-year-old free agent. I guess that's why, yeah. isn't it? You're like, yeah. well, what you know, what what are we what are we doing here? Um, yeah. And I guess the reality then to, to sort of sum, sum it up is. We shouldn't be in that situation where you need to be recruiting a 36-year-old free agent. Yep. But we are, and we've reacted and we've tried something. So Absolutely. that, you know, if you think about it, obviously Moles is back, Fletcher comes on, we've still got Bickers, yep. and we've got Palmer and Dolby. That should get you, should get you to January. And then yep. if you need to do something, then you go and do something, don't you? Yep. Um, but yep. that should be good enough to at least get us to January and they can, they can see. Because I've... Historically, I would have said, "Well, they'll go back and get Armstrong in January," but I'm, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not as confident now. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if we'll have to. Um, you know, I think a lot of that's going to hinge on Fletcher. Again, he's 36 and he's my age. Can he stay healthy? Can he stay fit? Um, Park even said, you know, he, he's got a little bit of ways to go. Fletcher does to be match fit. Um, just get, you know, get, getting his lungs back into him. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think a good bit of whether we would even go out and make an approach to Armstrong again in January is going to hinge on Fletcher, how well he plays over the course of the season. Um, especially if, you know, the wages, even the rumor wages for Armstrong are anywhere close to accurate, what you and I were talking about a bit earlier. Um, maybe we don't have to go out and, and, and pay those types of wages. So we have played a game, which is always nice. Uh, Shall we talk about Doncaster Rovers? Let's do it. Uh, I'm assuming you could watch via the power of iFollow. And I know you were watching because at one point I, I put a message out questioning something and you clarified... Perhaps who was uh, perhaps who was at fault for a for a goal and stuff. So uh, yeah. Um, so we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. So um, sure. let's uh, let's do the use the power of uh, the power of screen sharing just to go over the uh, uh, the team. So uh, 
obviously, uh, that was our team. <coughs> so we had Howard in goal, Barnett, Hayden, Toza, Boyle, McAlinden came in. Um, and now he played yeah. against Newcastle, but because of the fact that uh, McLean was away on international duty and then Mendy got injured, he wasn't in the final Gambia squad. He got injured in training. Uh, McAlinden had to come in. And Ford got injured as well, Park, he said. Um, so that wasn't ideal. Um, yep. O'Connor, Luke Young and Elliot Lee, usual midfield. And then we went with Dolby and Palmer up front uh, is, how we, uh, is how we lined up. So, um, obviously, we managed to win the game 2-1. We'll talk a bit about the goals and stuff in a second because uh, yeah. I've, I've got the clips of them that we can, uh, we can just sort of... Uh, just really ourselves, but we, we, we're going to try new stuff today and we'll see where we go. Fancy <laughs> Dr. Jones. <laughs> but <laughs> tell me about um, the talking point for me always starts. We were in the mice Gwyn and I'm waiting yeah. for that team news sort of tweet. That's when the, well, that's when everything gets real for me. So that comes out yes. an hour before kickoff. That's yeah. when the, the, everything elevates for me then. So there was, you know, the, uh, the, what was the, what was the, 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 the big thing I don't know but um you know that was the start so that's the starting lineup what were you what were you sort of thinking when you saw uh, that a couple of things um very quickly yeah anytime um anytime a player is coming back off of an injury um like Aaron Hayden obviously was. Yeah. I'm, I am always very cautious. Uh, I, I just worry about player fitness, especially at the beginning of a season where we've got so long left in the season. Yep. Um, not even 10 matches in. So I, I was, I wondered, and I was a little concerned that maybe Hayden came back a little too early. And then, I mean, minutes, you know, not minutes, but I mean, within the first half. Half an hour um, in, well, 32 yeah, minutes. He, he's 32 minutes in, he's injured, and uh, and Max has to come on. Has to come on. Uh, Hayden has to go off. It, it's concerning um, because he, you know, Hayden has, has obviously had issues at this point with hamstrings and those types of things. I've had hamstrings, um, injuries before. They linger. They're awful. Um, it's one of the worst you know, one of the worst non-serious injuries that you can have because okay. it's such a lingering thing. Right. It obviously affects your ability to run. Yeah. It affects your ability to stand. It affects your ability to go prone. Um, so I did see that Parky said, um, thankfully, it's not going to be um, weeks and weeks and weeks as, as some of his other injuries have been, which yeah. is a blessing. Um, so that was the first thing that stood out to me um, with with the – with the starting side um, last week, you know, I was a little concerned um, about about Aaron coming back a little too early. Um, to other than to, that, just to add to that, yeah. if you remember, in the last game, oh, Tranmere was it? He went off. Was it Tranmere? Yeah. He went yeah. off in that game. I think yeah. with cramp um, yeah. is what it turned out to be. Yeah. So yeah. I was, you know, in I'm watching that because I was at Tranmere, thinking, oh, you know hoping that it was just cramp and obviously that's what it turned out to be so yeah. then obviously you see that after 30 minutes it's like a continuation isn't it it is of, yeah uh, just his yeah. body's not quite ready yeah yeah concerning but a blessing that's not a a you know 
um, a tear, anything serious. Um, uh, Coach Barkey said it's going to be, um, you know, not not weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. So to answer your question again, not, not to be long winded, um, didn't have any issues with um, the side. Thought Barnett played well. Um, obviously, Elliot Lee played well. Evans, um, and we can talk about that. We'll, We'll we'll get to that point. Thought he came on, played brilliantly. Um, Fletcher came on again, showed um, showed his quality, showed that he definitely still has um, some gas left in the tank, so to speak. Um, you know how I am, Matt. I, I don't. I'm not one to bash players because they do things that I would never be able to do. Um, McElinden is is a concern, okay. um, and I know he's going to be one that plays sparingly throughout yeah. the season. Um, but he, he, he's a bit of concern, um, for, for a good number of the fan base, quite honestly. So um, let's, he came I'll on, touch he came on, it was hot. I don't even know if he, you know, who knows how long before the match he knew he was going to be playing, you know yeah. what I mean? With Mindy's injury and those types of things, um, played, you know, just got kind of thrown in and, and to be fair, you know, served, served the club, put in a shift. Um, but but he's a concern for a lot of people. So I'll touch on that before we touch on the the news that made everybody buzz, because uh, obviously there was another return. Um, so we'll t- we'll touch on that. Oh yeah, that so one. So I have uh, I <laughs> that have, guy. I have simp. I have some sympathy for McAlinden. So I absolutely agree. He for long periods of that game, he looked lost. Uh, it was a really tough game for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but as you as you allude to, um, he's not play. I can't remember the, the last time he actually played. He played where I can. He played a, a Newcastle in that. Mm-hmm. But before that, I can't remember the last time he's played a match for us. So yeah. he's zero match fitness. Yeah. Um, and he's a and he is an attacking winger, and he was getting. Mm-hmm. He looked out of place because he was getting pinned back. Um, and he, so that was, you know, that did not do, do him very well. Everybody around me had the same thoughts as you. There was lots of moaning and groaning about how he looked terrible, basically, is, is how I'd say it. Um, and it was interesting. I can't remember. It might have been Mark Crichton. One of the ex-players that I follow on Twitter had come out and actually said, do you know what? It, it, it is what it is, but actually he deserves a bit of credit because he's gone out, played out of position, been, you know, yeah. unfit. And has uh, you know, and has done what he could 100%. given the tools, i.e., his body's fitness that he's got. Yeah. So I agree that in an ideal world, he wouldn't have played. The flip side is that his third choice left back, I guess yes. now is what we. Yes. Uh, maybe Ford might have started ahead of him. Um, we'll, we'll, well, we we won't know that, but right, right. So his third or fourth choice, you know, it'll be very rare. I think, fortunately, that we'll have to get down oh, i hope that we have to get down that far to him um but absolutely your your spot on it was a real it was a you know he looked so uncomfortable didn't he for a lot yeah. of that game but it was interesting because yeah. there was a few players who looked really uncomfortable tom o'connor uh in this game was yeah. very out of sorts he was um, off. yeah I, he was i'm off. a big advocate because i like him to come sit in front of the back four and control 100%. the football right yes. So I, yes i i moan about this on twitter all the time um uh, because if the, the theory is, if you control the football, if you've got the football, it's much harder for the opposition to score because they haven't got the ball, right? And once they come out chasing you to get the ball, 
if you're very good, a couple of passes or a chip over the top in simplified yeah. terms, you play through yeah. them, yeah. you're in, right? So you're going to score goals. So, but he was like very out of sorts. It was like he either wasn't fit or he wasn't well, or it was like, it was weird how, because, you know, he is, he is a Rolls Royce on his day. Um, 100%. But he was way out of it. So I, I don't know whether he wasn't fit or what. Um, so yeah, uh, that that was that was quite interesting. Sam Dolby again is unfortunately getting a bit of stick, uh, and we'll go into goals in a minute. But I'm just picking out yeah. some of the points that that uh, that were sort of pre pre the match in the pub and sort of end the game. People around yeah. me, because uh, in the tech end, um, as you may or may not discover, uh, uh, if you're going to use my ticket when you come over, um, definitely hundred percent right, perfect. Yeah. So what you'll understand <laughs> is that's a very passionate section. Oh yeah, and around me, um, you know, people will, uh, as I'm sure they do in uh, in, in, in sort of uh, American football, yeah. but they yeah. they won't hold back there. You know, you will hear yeah. such and such. That was crap. Uh, words to that effect. You know, you, you you're yeah. having a mare, yeah. What's going on? All that. So Dolby's the what another one at the moment. Who there's a bit of it's a lot of people. I've uh, yeah. not got a lot of fun, a lot of love for him at the moment, um, which is yeah. quite interesting. Um, yeah, and we talked about that um, the last time we did the pod together two weeks ago, Matt. It's it's one of those to where he 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 raised his own bar. Yeah. When he came into the club at the end of the season last year, you remember yeah. back to the the last you know last two and a half months of the season last year, there were people um, in droves calling for him to replace Palmer permanently yeah. and partner with Mal, and he did multiple times. Um, when Palmer came back in, raised his game and, and, um, you know, got that position back, but, you know, Dolby came on very, very strong at the end of the year last year. And, um, you know, for whatever reason, um, it, it just hasn't, you know, quite clicked, um, as of yet, but, you know, can that be attributed to a higher level of competition? Obviously, you know, the large difference, um, as, as we are figuring out between league two and, yeah. Uh, the National League playing against uh, plumbers and postmen. So <laughs> it's one of those to where, you know, the, the competition level gets raised because we get promoted and, um, you know, players have to raise their level to to match that and exceed it. Yeah. Um, so um, I guess pre-match the buzz kicked off. So two, two o'clock, uh, was it two o'clock? Yeah, two o'clock-ish. The, um, the, the sort of new, the team you starts to filter around and obviously um, some news that, now I'll, I'll say this, I was uh, privy to a, a message off somebody that said they were actually expecting Mullin to, to, to get on the bench Newcastle. Um, and that person has quite publicly put that on Twitter actually as well. Um, so I won't throw them under the bus because people just give you grief if you get info wrong. Yeah, um, of course. But I was told that they were going to try and put Mullin on that bench for the Newcastle game, that that didn't happen. Um, so I wasn't totally surprised that he was on the bench here because there was that sort of inclination that he's, he's, yeah. he's obviously close. Um, he was obviously close. Um, but obviously the general uh, general fans who don't follow Wrexham perhaps day-to-day and minute-to-minute like we do um, will have been might have been surprised. So obviously there was a big buzz more Mullin songs before the game. And I will say this, when Mullin came on in the, about half an hour yeah. ago on it, he came on about the 60th, yeah, 59th minute he came on for yeah. Dolby. And again, yeah. we will go into the goals and stuff in a minute, but 
honestly, right, uh, and I'm sure this won't have conveyed uh, across on TV as well as it would have in the stadium. I have not heard noise in the race course yeah. like that. Yeah, I'm going to say, I well, my memory is not brilliant. I'm going to say it's borderline the the best noise I've ever heard in the race course. Yeah, uh, it came it came across the, again. I you know I've got the research I've done, videos from old decades ago, those types of things is what is my knowledge base to compare it to. But um, it came across beautifully on the commentary. It was so loud that the uh, the commentary team's mics were were cutting out in right. between them trying to yeah. talk and and announce and comment on what was happening peaking yeah. and then yeah 100 um and then the um you know a lot of people were posting videos and things like that on twitter i mean during the middle of the match yeah while you know the crowd was singing and chanting of things it was very very loud i've seen a lot of people um echo those same sentiments matt that that it was yeah. some of the loud if not the loudest you've ever heard the I would say, I would say it was. And I'll tell you why that is why that's surprising. I'm just thinking like if you think about even if you just think about the parky era, right? Um yeah. some of the last minute winners and late wins we've had, that's normally where you get those massive eruptions, you know. But yeah. that was honestly it was unbelievable that, that yeah. noise. Um yeah. so I guess let's let we let's we'll try and keep it sort of brief. We'll just go over the goal. So um, let's yeah. let's look at why Mullin was needed to come on at sixty minutes, shall we? Because yeah. um, I guess it wasn't a pretty game, is how I would describe it. Um, and we were we stuttered, and you know, first half I don't think anybody particularly played brilliantly. Even yeah. I've seen even people talk about Elliot Lee saying, you know, he's he's got a, scored a wonderful winner, but that first half yeah. we just, we never got going really. Um, yeah. So um, it, I... it was it was it was chaotic was the word, uh, especially <laughs> the first half was was the word that I used to describe it. Um, it was very it was it was a, it was one of the most odd first halves that I've seen, um, it, you know, on 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 the video stream. And we'll talk more about that here in a second. I guess we should caveat it because the thing that gets thrown throw at me, if, see, for me, we didn't keep the ball enough. Right. Which again 100%. sounds weird, but on a yeah. hot day, if you can make the opposition run, the last half hour, if you do it well enough, the last half hour you'll score two or three goals. Um, that's the theory, right? Um, so uh, again, that was that was what disappointed. That's why I was so disappointed because we didn't control the ball and it was a hot day. I, uh, it mm-hmm. was thirty. It was over thirty degrees, I think. Um, which for uh, it doesn't sound much for you, but for us, no, remember, we're not used hot. to it. It's roasting very on, hot, and we're asking yeah. people to run around for ninety minutes for ninety minutes and do sprints and stuff like that. So it, it's yeah. um, that's the caveat and the asterisk, as we would say. You you put alongside that if that makes sense. Sure. Um, yeah. So um, I've just got the uh, goals sort of queued up. Oh, yeah, come on. So, I, again, I'm not sure how well you can see this, um, but uh, we'll just go over them and just talk. Can you see that? Is yeah. that working? Come that... on, Dr. Jones. <laughs> right. Look how advanced it's not, you are it's, now. It's not, it's, not, it's not very high quality. It's just YouTube. Professional podcast here. But we're, but we're all right, right? That's good. Um, it's good stuff, man. So... First goal. Barnett was brilliant. Go on, Barney. Good save. 
again, this goes to show how chaotic, like I mentioned earlier, and I'm not even specifically talking about this goal, just how chaotic I'll turn that down the first half was with, with the way that <laughs> the way that this goal was scored, I mean, it's unbelievable. And it's bonkers because if you actually look yeah. at the uh, at the, uh, he miss it. Luke Young miss hits it, yeah. And then the kid watch the keeper. So it's back post, great header by Barney. Luke yeah. Young hits it, deflected, hits the post, and then the keeper takes it in, trying to keep it out. It was yeah. just, it was just, it was bonkers. Chaotic, but yeah. It was chaotic, chaotic, yeah. The, the great work there by Barney, yeah. Um, and then Young does the right thing in the fact he just gets it on target. Just snapshot, as we would call it, on target. He's so good. Nobody deserves so it more, good. do they? You know, uh, uh, no, he's, not at all. He, um, he's made a big difference since coming back into the side. 100%. He's come in and anchored that midfield. And Ryan Barnett is so damn good. I just, yeah. that, that's what, he, he is one of the ones that I am currently standing on a hill. Yeah, um, okay. There are a few fans who for whatever reason, don't think that he's up to snuff in League Two. And I highly disagree. Yeah. Highly, highly disagree. Um, yeah, I would I would highly disagree as well. You're right. Um, so I will say, uh, again, I saw I, – this might maybe this was the Mark Crichton tweet. I think Mark Crichton had tweeted to say – Mark Crichton was an ex-Wrexham centre-half for people who don't yeah. know. Um, not I know you do, but there might be people who right, don't yeah, realise. Sure. absolutely. Um, who uh, he'd said – I think he'd said – or it might have been Andy Morrell. One of the two of them had said that they thought he was our best signing of the of the of this new sort of Robin Ryan era. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought he was actually the man of the match. Elliot Lee got – I think Elliot Lee got man of the match. Um, I would have said Barney as well, yeah. But for me – from what I saw, he was the man of the match. He was great down that right-hand side. Yes. Um, it's all opinions. Other people might have said other people, but Absolutely. for me, he was, he was devastating. Um, although Elliot Lee, I did put a tweet out that said, if you think anybody other than Elliot Lee is our best player so far this season, I think you should yeah. really question. Because yeah. um, I can't remember what it is now. He's got about five or six goals, three assists. And his goals have directly. I saw this stat. I think it might have been Tom Williams, the uh, the Notts County guy. Yeah, he's great. Stats. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's he's great. He's a great follow on Twitter because he's actually quite yeah. neutral for a yeah. Notts County and fan. Very analytical, very educational as well. I think he said that Lee's goals had got us six points so far this season. Mm. So, well, you know, <laughs> what more do you want from somebody? Yeah. Uh, yeah. His performance have, have been generally very good. He's assisting. He's scoring. When Mulls gets back, I think their connection is really key. Um, if yeah. you think back to the end of last season, there was a couple of great one-two moves they were doing. They'll be even better this year. So, so yeah, that was a, that's so that's a good goal. Uh, and you think you think then, well, that's that's you know we're on our way, don't you? Yeah. Um, and like you say, it was chaos. Um, you know that wasn't a pretty patterned routine. That was a bit of calamity and reaction. Uh, but that's what you've got to be. You've got to be reactive and re- react to to what goes on. Um, so uh, so yeah. So then um, we will. Oh, hang on. I haven't. Uh, I need to share the screen again, don't I? You see, see. I have no idea what I'm doing. It's all, hey, learning. I'm, I'm winking, Professional I'm winking, podcasts. I'm, we we learn together. I'm winking, I'm winking at you. So I think I've gone to about the time for the equalizer. So this is when I actually I I I think I yeah. needed some extra info, which I got off you. Um, it, it, yeah, and if you don't mind, 
I, I don't think I misstated that right there. That's the point, he, isn't it? Yeah. He tries to take a touch. He should have very likely in my, again, incredibly uneducated opinion. He should have kicked it to the fucking moon. Yeah. Tries to take a touch, loses it. And that sets off a chain reaction. You know, a lot of, a lot are saying, and I, and I shouldn't have said it that way, but he was the, the first touch that went awry and it set off kind of a chain reaction it does. Um, after Max's touch. I always talk about this, um, but Ben Foster, uh, Ben Fo- Ben Tozer uh, reiterated it, that on average, there's three mistakes. I know you get bored of me saying it, right? But Absolutely. it's true. No, it's, it's true. not yeah. just one person, but obviously yeah. as fans, we react to the, there's always one moment that we pin the to. The obvious one. We yeah. don't normally go, well, we should have yeah. stopped it. Because if you look at this, right, uh, I, I'm t- almost doing a Gary Neville here. What do I bloody know, right? But where's the ball come from? Where's the pressure on the man there? Mm-hmm. So there's one mistake. We've got, we've got too many, a young and Elliot Lee, a 10 yards off. Stop the cross is, is, would be, the, would be uh, the, the first thing you say. Um, mm. Because obviously, uh, you know, they did have that foul. The number 36, who does end up scoring, was a big guy. Mm. Um, he was massive. So stop the cross is the first thing. Um, then you're right, that touch from Max isn't great. Um, but what you'll notice now as well, it looks like it looks like he gets megged here. We call it megged, uh, a nutmeg yeah. through the legs. Nutmeg. Yeah. Right. Uh, so we, we abbreviate that to Megs. Uh, I don't know if you know that. Sorry to be... Uh, I'm not I trying have... to sound condescending. No, no. no. I, I haven't heard Megs. I've heard right. Megs. Uh, in fact, it's quite it's quite funny. You'll, you'll, you'll see players do it in training and they'll say... They'll call it before they do it. Um, yeah. And it's not... It's frowned upon, you know. You can have... You get fights over it if people do it because yeah. it's like, yeah, you know... Yeah. It's Mickey taking. Um, yeah. So if you look, it, get, it gets Meg there. We're still not stopping it. Who's marking the guy at the back? I mean, there's yeah. like when yeah. when the when Parky looks at it, and it's actually his, I think his son is one of our video analysts. I think his George is uh, is one of the video analysts. Mm. They'll be pulling their air out because it's like it's gone straight across the six yard box. There's yeah. loads of players there. Yeah. It's 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 not a pretty it's not a good goal to concede is what you'd say. Yeah. There's never a good yeah. goal to concede, but if you concede a worldie from thirty yards, it's unstoppable. That in it absolutely. But you're looking at that. And then you're just thinking, I think at that time I tweeted, I, I think at that time I went, oh, this has got one all written all over it. It's just, no. it's a hot day. There's going to come a point where the game's going to fall off um, and we're just going to be uh, scrambling around. Um, yeah. So what? So I was quite negative at one all. Did you still have yeah. faith or were you, did you have any of that? Of course, man. Of course. <laughs> I'm, 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 a new, I'm a new fan. I'm a new fan, right? So I still have all the faith in the world. Um, no, it's it's <laughs> it's it's one of those to where the you you rely as a fan on the quality that we have. Yeah. And uh, you know, in Parky we trust. We we like to consistently say as a fan base. So I had no doubt we'd pull it out. It's just one of those to where um, you know who's going to step up and and make big play, so to speak. The um, the. The overriding character of this Wrexham side 100%. is what will live with me in the years to go that go by, and we look back 100%. at these times. That a lot of times you'll have very what we call a brittle team that they you know they concede one goal, that's it, game over. That's mentally you know, get it. Yeah, uh, yep. they don't they can't recover. This Wrexham side are unbelievable 
Yeah. Uh, you know, that's why these late winners come. Um, and I don't know whether it is. It's often speculated that it's char- that it's Parky's character test, which is the key to this, because he, you know, he's very yeah. specific about the types of people he wants, isn't it? Hundred uh, percent. I don't know where, or whether it's just his mentality. Uh, it, it echoes a little bit of the Alex Ferguson era at Man United. His never say die attitude, and he's want to win. But there, they are. You know, that will be the. If somebody says to me, "Tell me what's the overriding feature," I think it would be the character of this team um, to come uh, to keep to keep going and to win games late on. Um, I've not seen anything. I don't think I've seen a Wrexham side like that. That's fair. Um, you know, you look at specifically over the last couple of weeks, um, this match, Swindon, um, just the, the the character of the group. That's that's a that's a really good shout, Matt. I, I agree with you. They're uh, they're really good. So yeah. then, you said it you it needed something special. I guess I you know no surprise. I'd, it would have been great for it to be Mullin, wouldn't it? Can you imagine the yeah. noise if Mullin would have gone? Yeah, even if he just scored it, if it had come off his backside and gone in, it would have been 100%. great. Um, but um, the second goal was so good. There's so much that happens here. Nice, some nice football. Yeah, um, Evans' run. It, it was so good. Uh, so yeah, can you you can see that? Yeah, yeah I can. So. Look at this. Watch, watch Evans. It's yeah. I dared out on the stuff. Yeah, that run right run. there to clear that. Yeah, to clear that space. It takes a little nick. It does. But, uh, thankfully, thankfully. You, know, <laughs> you, you earn that look, don't you, sometimes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is what we say. You earn that. Um, and you're right. You, you, uh, this, is where, this is why I like uh, talking Go football on. with you, because you have a very <clears throat> analytical, because of the NFL stuff, uh, the amount of yeah, motions yeah. and movement, and uh, yeah. anal- you've got a very analytical brain, you see. So yeah. seeing that run, most people wouldn't have saw the Evans run. 100%. And that's what that's what I'm excited about, you know. And again, we kind of pigeonholed Evans earlier, maybe in an earlier conversation about transfer day as a you know, defensive midfielder. That's not a defensive mid- midfielder mentality. That's no, a guy that not. has quality that's across it. his spectrum as a player, and things he can bring to the pitch and bring to the side and bring to the club yeah. that had nothing to do with defense. He makes a run, runs off a defender, clear space for Elliot. He can put on his right foot. I mean, it's 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 quality, and it had nothing to do with it, the goal. Had to do with Elliot, Bruce. but so, but Evans fun, didn't touch the ball. Fundamentally, you're right because uh, so it's hard to see at the time um, because um, you know it's only the benefit of replay because you're normally watching the ball. Sure, um, is the is the thing. So like. 60% of the people won't realize that that run is key to that goal. You know, it's yeah. uh, it, it, without right. that, it's a, it's a much more difficult, he's got an extra man to beat. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and that's just, that's that extra level. That's why we bring in, that's why you bring in a championship player or a top end of league one player. Yeah. They will do that run off the ball that with the greatest respect, a national league player probably doesn't do. Um, sure. Uh, and uh, they would have been delighted with that. Um, so a win is a win. It's a scrappy win. I, on one hand, you think you say well, it doesn't matter how you win; just take the points. On the yeah. other hand, you look at it and you look at the game and you think, "I'm looking for signs about how our season's going to go." And when you when the when the football isn't great and it's a scrappy game, you're going, "Well, is this how we're going to be all season? And we're going to keep conceding soft goals?" Yeah. Um, but you know, overall, I, it's one of them that Parky probably said. Just take the points and we'll move on and we'll go to training on Monday and we'll work on some of the stuff. Um, sure. 
Sure. Um, but yeah, so for me, it was Barnet was man of the match. Uh, Lee yep, got it, I think, officially. Um, but I just, you know, it, it's it's very impressive what Elliot Lee's doing, even though his first half wasn't great. None yes. of our first half was great. Um, so, yeah, overall, just a pleasing win in a hot day. Take the points and run. 100%, yes. Three points, win. You know, we, we, we go again, so y'all like to say. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, this, uh, I, I, do, I, I am partial to some statistics. Uh, and again, I'll just share these before we, uh, before we run out of time. Yeah. Uh, uh, and by that, I mean uh, on this section. Um, you know, we've got a, a dub. So we were expected to score double the amount of goals than they did. 16 shots, three big chances. Uh, you know, we were, we, you know, we were, we were dominant from that point of view, from a possession point of view. Um, that's where you, you would, I, I say, make the game easier, dominate the ball, control the ball, make them work, especially mm -hmm. at home. And, uh, you know, the day might have been easier, but the flip side to that, I don't know if you saw Notts County lost to Wolves in the uh, yeah. in the other night. And I think yeah. County had about 70% possession and lost 2-0. So, so uh, it just goes to show it's uh, it's not always, uh, you know, it's not always the stats that are, uh, that are sort of dominant. Um, yeah. So that left us in seventh, um, which is, you know, 12 points, three points off top. I don't think you know. I think I saw some some quotes. Park. He said he's quite happy with where they are. I don't think you could argue too much with that, could you? No, um, especially with you know the, the the transactions. You know, on on, on deadline day. <laughs> I mean, there's 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 so much more to come. And I'm not yes. talking about the Armstrong thing. I'm no, talking from about this adding, from this group. Yeah, add and Quanco, uh, add and. Uh, when Evans adding, gets in, perhaps Fletcher, gives Evans, us a... yeah. I mean, the team, the team can look. We haven't had our best striker. The, you know, the same things that we've talked about a hundred yeah, yeah. times at this point. Um, there, there's so much more to come over the next couple of weeks, and it's one of those to where after deadline day, Mull's coming back in. It's one of those to where Parky may still not know who his best eleven is. No, because there's so much newness now at this point after deadline day again, and with Mull's coming back. Um, you know, midfield is, is still something to get sorted out. You know, we've got some quality on the wings. There's a lot of competition going on there. So um, it's, it's one of those to where, you know, that, that starting 11 that's going to remain consistent every single match um, is, is still going to be an evolution, uh, in my opinion, over these next couple of weeks. The joker in the pack at the moment for me is this Fletcher deal because he came on yeah. and with zero i don't know did he have a did he have a, a day's trading i don't know um, i thought he had one i think he had, he one. had you know he you you could see that he's got something about him uh yeah. and i guess parky's just trying to trying to milk that last bit of juice out of him in he basically yeah. out of a 36 year old yeah. um and i don't know i when he's up to fitness because he is unbelievable in the air that fella uh and yeah. when he's in his peak he was an unbelievable header of the ball yeah he is a, now a gone from a a deadline a, a post deadline sort of free agent grab to being a like is, is this fella gonna when he's fit is he gonna start with Mullin? Absolutely, absolutely. Is he, is he that good that I he's mean, gonna start, or are we? Are we is that yeah. a stupid thing to say? Is it's like well, no, it's gonna be Palmer. 
or yeah. is it going to be Dolby? I'm like, I, I was looking at it. When I, what I saw, the, the, the little bits of class that we saw, I was like, if he's fit, I think he's going to start, you know. I, I agree. And it's also one of those to where that sounds crazy to say because, yes, he's 36. And, and you know, he, I'm not going to say he's, this is his last season, but he's getting toward the twilight of yeah, his career, yeah, yeah. obviously. But with the quality that we have, Say it's again Palmer and Mullen are our are our you know that's the, our main strike partnership. Would it be surprising if on a Tuesday after a Saturday match when we play a midweek match, we see the starting lineup come out an hour before the match starts before kickoff and it says Fletcher and Mullen up top? First of all, does anybody say anything? Do we grumble in any manner about that? And are, would we be surprised if Parky just says oh, Palmer needs a blow? Palmer yeah, comes yeah. off the bench yeah, in the yeah. you know, yeah, 60th yeah, yeah. minute and, and Fletcher starts. I, after, again, Small not overreaction, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but after what we saw last week, it, I would not be surprised to see that happen several times over the course of the season. Yeah, this team on Saturday will be interesting, which we'll... Uh, Very much so. We will, Very uh, much so. We will move to discuss now if that's... Uh, we, uh, have we got enough time just to do a quickie? Yeah. Telling everyone to listen to me. Someday we will be back in the. Now your DJing session is finished. We'll uh, carry on. Oh, you can't. I don't know if you're a DJ. Do you play Amaro Heed? I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know either. Um, I don't know either. <laughs> so, um, we will just have. We'll have a look. We'll we'll have a look at Grimsby. But I've got. We've got to do some shame shameless self promotion now because. Well, apparently you're supposed to take these things serious and promote your own work and stuff, aren't you? So, um, and promote your social media. Yeah, it is. So, uh, obviously, this pod, this 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 podcast will go out on YouTube, um, and you get to stare at our beautiful faces uh, for about and how long we've been doing this. Over, oh my God, we're coming up to two hours, are we? Is that have we been that long? Half two hours, yeah, somewhere around there. I promised you we wouldn't be as though so long, and we've ended up being longer. Uh, I, I, I don't know how we're gonna. I don't know how I'm gonna sort that out. I'll, I don't know. Um, it's just it's what we do, Matt. We right. we, we just enjoy it. So, <laughs> so, um, so obviously uh, that'll be on YouTube. So there'll be I, I'll put everything together. I release a full version, the audio one, which you don't have to listen to anymore. Luckily, um, goes out as just <laughs> one big one. Um, that people can listen to. So, um, so that'll go out. Uh, and that's just the uh, Racecourse Ramble podcast, which you can get from all good podcast playing sites. What are they called? I don't know. They are now called podcast playing sites. Podcast made playing sites sounds good to me. Crap name. Um, yeah. And then people can follow us on Twitter as well because we like some banter. So, Michael Starkey, who's got 30 million followers, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Are you just at Michael's? Do you, how do you not I, know? Honest this? to God, I don't even know. I do. Uh, at, at, at Michael S. Starkey. What's that? So I'm going to ask, what's the S? Is, is S your middle name or did you just... Yeah, oh, my middle name, Shane. Ah, uh, oh, okay. Um, so at Michael S. Starkey and at Racecourse Ramble, so people can follow us and listen to our ramblings and uh, see Michael jumping on spaces for like Doncaster Rovers at nine o'clock at night on a... Monday night and you know see what's and also but you do some spaces obviously uh, normally once a week at the moment don't you so people yeah to jump I'll, I'll on. do one uh, yeah I haven't done one in um two 
I like the pre-match. I like the pre-match. The pre-match is the one that I did a a little bit to start with. We haven't done one in a while, so either on a Friday night or a Saturday morning is uh, is the ones that uh, that we need to try and definitely nail down. I think, but uh, anyway. that's by the by. So we come to the race course on Saturday. We've got another home game. Uh, we've got Grimsby coming to town. We owe them one. We owe them one for what people will know happens at the end of the season one of the documentary, and they yes. hint at it at season two. Uh, that Grimsby stuffed us in the playoff semi final. Uh, an ex red uh, Luke Waterfall scoring the winner goal. So we owe Grimsby. They're a very good side, they're very well coached. Um, However, they've not had, again, they've not had a, a, a blinding start to the season. Can you see that mm-hmm. league? Say, you can't see can. that yet. Um, so we sit in seventh on 12 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're uh, 12th with 10 points. So they're sitting middle, middle of the table. Um, and if you have a look at the sort of form guide, um, they drew with Bradford. So I think that's mm-hmm. a fairly good result. Um, uh, before before that, they obviously lost to uh, I think that's Accrington. Um, oh, Barnsley! Oh, that was a cup game then. Um, and yeah, they've they've a bit more hit and miss than what we are now. We're starting to find some form. Yeah. They're uh, they're uh, they're a little bit more unknown. So um, they're a good side, but by the time they beat <laughs> us, they had some good players on loan that they won't have now. Um, so you're Phil Parkinson on Saturday. What's what what team are you starting? Uh Howard and Goal. Yeah. I would still keep um Boyle. Yeah. Will Boyle. Um Tozer is always just such a he's such a um you know, a lot of fans like to joke and say that he's he's every week, you know, Parky's first name down on the on the sheet. Um, and he very well may be, um, but he's such a, just a, um, a, a area of discussion among the fan base every week. He has week. become one, um, yeah. There are, there are some that says we can't drop him. And I think we talked about this two weeks ago, you know, some can't drop him because of his throws, because of his, you know, captaincy, those types of things. And then there are some that says that, you know, he, he, turns slower than a tugboat yeah and, speed and, is the one that people are throwing at him at the yeah, moment his pace is, yeah exactly um so again i i think that um with the way the side's structured with the way that we're structured up top right now with mullen not starting especially with the height we have with palmer and dolby and boyle if hayden's back in again i don't i don't see him playing saturday i think he's going to be going to be out again but um, just with the height, the structure of the team right now, I think he, I think Tozer's um, a little too important with the throws and the threats in the box on on yep. um, on throw-ins and those types of things. So Tozer, Boyle, and then the third one is it's you know Hayden's not back in. You go back to O'Connell. Um, I, I I think it's got to be Owen. Um, yeah, I I agree. I would go back with O'Connell. Uh, midfield three, Phil. Again, even with O'Connor showing last week, I keep O'Connor in as that um, defensive midfielder to start. Um, sit him in front of that back three and allow him to, to you know, do what he does, play good defensively. Um, Young is the anchor. Lee is the attacking midfielder. Um, Wingers, obviously McLean's going to be back. I put him right back in. Um, 
and then um, I go Barnett uh, over on the opposite side, and then up front. And this is gonna, again, this is gonna sound crazy to to some, but um, Palmer starts for me, and I'm gonna partner him with Jake Bickerstaff again. Okay, um, yeah, that's what I, I thought we'd have done on Saturday, but yeah. I did as well. Um, I, I I'm I'm gonna have Moles off the bench um, yep. until until Parky feels good about him. I guess I am Parky in this situation. So yeah. I feel good about him being match fit, um, being all the way 100% back from injury. Um, Moles comes off the bench probably a little earlier than he did a few earlier, giving more minutes in the tank. Um, but that's how I'd line up on Saturday against Green Bay. Yeah. So I think that the, the, the uh, a couple, this probably a few other points. I think Howard will start in goal. It's a sensible thing to do at the moment. Made no mistakes. So, you know, give a Conquer yeah. time for me. Yeah. Uh, that right centre-back, obviously, I would play O'Connell there. Uh, I don't know whether O'Connell was fit or not at the weekend. Yeah. Did Clareworth get that, that spot because he's a homegrown player? Or did he get it because O'Connell wasn't fit? Um, I wouldn't risk Tunnicliffe yet, even though, again, he's played another game this week. For the yeah. reserves, I just I wouldn't risk him yet. I wouldn't um, either. So O'Connell, if he's fit, I think O'Connell will come in. Um, I don't think that Hayden can play because uh, oh. he just can't be fit, can he? At the moment, we'll see. Oh. See how many weeks right. it is. Yeah. Um, I agree with you that that question mark in midfield is 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 O'Connor. Uh, um, I don't think he'll be. I don't think he would risk dropping him. For Evans yet, given the fact that Evans has again has been here for yeah. five minutes, yeah. Um, so uh, it'll be. I think you're right. I think it'll be. Will he put Jones in alongside Young? Maybe. Depends if if O'Connor's performance was because he was carrying an injury or unwell, and we've asked him to play then you're going to pay him in the side. If he's just had an absolute stinker, he does like James Jones, doesn't he? So it will be interesting to see. He does. He likes James with that Cannon partnership for some reason. Yeah, Cannon. That, that concerns the hell out of me. Yeah, it's that, not. That, it that, hasn't got the defensive player. Yeah, That yeah. midfield bothers me when it's Cannon, Jones, and Lee. It really, really bothers me. So I, I, I think he'll start O'Connor, but if James Jones starts, it wouldn't surprise me is, what I would, is how I would describe yeah. it. That's fair. And, and then, uh, did I say McAlinden will come back in? I can't remember whether I did. I think McAlinden will come back in. Um, and then it's up front is the, is the one. Um, so I agree with you. I think personally I would have played Bickerstaff at home. <sighs> he's probably going to, he's probably going to, He's probably just going to play Pam and Dolby. We, 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 yeah, probably. Yeah. We need to rewind to the Macca comment. Where, where are you putting him? Uh, left wing back. Why? Why not? If McLean's back? Oh, did I say McAlinden? I meant McLean. No, don't have our... Okay. It's too many Maccas. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. All right. We're good. Now we're on the same page. Now we're <laughs> yeah, on the McLean, same page. He was, he was red. I mean, he's played as well for Ireland. I think he's yeah. played twice. He was red hot against Tranmere. He'll come straight yes. back in. Um, unless he's got a knock, he'll come straight back in. Yeah, too many. We should have got rid of McAlinden because his name is too similar to McLean. Um, so that's that's my logic, and I'm sticking. Harsh. Harsh. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, and I, and I agree with you. I, I think he'll. Parky will very likely start. Yeah, I would. Oh, I'm the same oh, though. Oh, I would play Bickerstaff that 
that yeah. unknown element yeah. and that yeah. big man little man gives us the different skill sets yep. um i absolutely i'm i'm in the minority i don't think dolby has been as horrible as people think he has because there's a lot of, he's getting a lot of heat on twitter and i'll he tell is. you the only reason i think that <clears throat> is actually when you go back and analyze his performance afterwards and you do look at some of the we, we now get a lot more analytical data yeah he actually looks better some weeks than palmer on statistically but i don't think that necessarily shows is obvious yeah. in the game um yeah. the Tramir game for instance people were calling for his head um but when you went back ollie palmer didn't have a shot on goal and yet people thought he was much better. Dolby had had two yeah. shots on goal and created two chances. So actually, um, when people were pulling their air out, going, "I don't understand why Dolby or X player is playing," that's yeah. because this is the analytical part of football where sure. we miss things that they see afterwards and they say, "Oh, actually, you know, he does deserve a little bit of credit." So I don't think he's been as horrible as what I, and I you know, I'm not saying he's been brilliant, but I just don't think he's been as horrible that we need to like already bid him off and start selling him. Yeah, um, no, 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 I would true. play. I would play. Uh, I I like that 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 partnership gives you different skill sets, yep. uh, and I think that's the that's the point, isn't it? So um, yeah, I agree. So uh, so I, that's what I would do. But you know, we'll we'll see what two o'clock on Saturday we see. Uh, score wise, home victory. I'm assuming. I I I'm confident we can sneak a, a win by a goal in this. Yeah. Yeah, I said um, I said on the, uh, the Twitter space that I jumped on briefly last night. The stakes hosted two one, um, so I'm going to stick with that two one. Yeah, I'm not confident we'll have a clean sheet. I'm not there yet. I don't know whether you are or not, but I'm not. Yeah. Especially now we're going to have another new body coming in. So yeah. obviously, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> so I, I would I think Grimsby will score, uh, and I I would have. I would have, I would have said two one as well. I think we'll edge it by a goal. Yeah. Um, the, the, it, it, the, I was just going to say the the, and I don't know if you if you saw this or, or looked at Grimsby too in depth, but their their leading scorer is uh, a guy with the last name of Isa, and we have struggled <laughs> with an Isa already yeah, that's this just year. A, that's so. just a... We we have a clean sheet. <laughs> clean sheet is uh, I believe I actually think he plays winger for him. Okay. He's not even yeah, yeah. Technically a striker or a forward, but um, yeah. Uh, if 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 again, a team like Grinsby, um, that that with the history we have with them coming to the race course, um, would would, would definitely be great to get three points at home uh, against a team like that. So we'll just touch on a couple of players and then we'll wrap up. So obviously Sean Pearson retired, so he's not. Uh, He's not there anymore because obviously our ex-captain basically was uh, uh, was playing for him. Um, I think he did play in that. I'm sure did he play played in that uh, semi-final? I think didn't he? I'm sure he did. Um, so Luke Waterfall is still there, still on the books. Um, and there's just one more name that will ring a uh, uh, to some people will uh, will ring a bell, and that is of Recky Pike. So Recky Pike is a, uh, a forward, very quick forward, who yeah. came to us. Did he come on loan? He came from Shrewsbury, I think. He made his name basically by scoring back heel goals. He scored like in two or three almost consecutive games. He scored these mm -hmm. back heel goals. And uh, so if he, if he scores on on uh, Saturday, you'll see lots of, oh, I'm surprised it wasn't a back heel goal <laughs> if, if, uh, if that's what happens. 
Um, yeah. yeah, Abo Issa is who you're talking about from Sudan. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Um, so they'll be a good side. Paul Hurst is still coaching them and managing them, whatever their official title is. So uh, they'll yeah. be a good side. Um, yeah. But yeah, Rex, Wrexham by a, Wrexham, Wrexham for the win by a goal. Uh, I think is the uh, is the order of the day. Take it all day, every day, brother. Three points. Right. Should we end it there? I appreciate your time and uh, what go on. Give us a give us a clue of what yard work is getting done this afternoon. Um, I've actually got to uh, lay some more side. I don't know. Okay. You guys call it side over there? Squares of grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. grass. Yeah. So lay some side. Um, cover up some uh, some grass deficiencies from the previous owners of the. Okay. And uh, I'm gonna hang some outdoor lights. Oh, okay. On my right. on my fence. I'm right. trying to trying to make my backyard as advanced as this podcast has become. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but that was a that should have been a lockdown job because uh, that's what all the, in the UK everyone did their gardens yeah. in lockdown. Everybody tore yeah. them apart because it's all you could yeah. do. Yeah. So um, yeah. so I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I say we're technologically advanced now, but hey, what? what? <laughs> Listen, hey, uh, I appreciate your time once again. Yeah, but yeah, always a pleasure, Matt. Thanks for having me on, buddy. We will. Uh, if you're in the if you're in the mood, we'll do it again next week. See see if I can book you. See how see if see if I can see if I can get through to your agent and see what I, what I have to do. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs>
telling everyone I know I've been telling everyone who listen to me Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league I've been selling my nephew and my godson I've been selling my dog and the postman I've been selling my mom and dad fees Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league Someday we will be back in the football league 